Good morning on this Saturday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nugget, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We left off yesterday in the book of Judges talking about the generation that had wandered through the wilderness for 40 years and then a new generation uh, that had entered into the promised land. And that generation and the previous one had both passed away and a third generation, in other words, the grandchildren uh, had sprung up and they had no concept of the miracles of God. They had no knowledge of the miracles of God. There was a failure to communicate and pass on the things that God had done. So they did not know the God of their fathers. They did not know the God of their father's father. And because of that, they actually got themselves into very serious problems. They got themselves into what we have been calling a crisis. And that would stir up in them the desire to want to get out of it. We call it hunger, a hunger for an answer. And of course, that's going to cause us to want to search. Even if it means searching in the wrong places, that does not mean that we're going to get the correct answer. In Judges chapter 2, verse 20, it says, The anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. And he said, Because this people has transgressed my covenant, which I commanded their fathers, and have not hearkened unto my voice. So first of all, we find out that it is God's uh, covenant. It's not their covenant. It's God's covenant with them. God initiated it. So he tells them in verse 21 of Judges chapter 2, I, will, <clears throat> I also will not henceforth drive out any from before them of the nations which Joshua left, when he died, that through them I may prove Israel. And once again, we had made mention of the word prove here. In the Old Testament, means to test. It, it, it means to put to a test. And we also had learned that you only are put to a test or you take a test when supposedly you have learned or studied the material or you have been taught. Now, whether you were paying attention, that's another, that's another whole uh, story there. But we are actually uh, supposed to be trained and taught and then walk therein. In fact, in the book of Ephesians, we'll learn later when we talk about the chastisement of the Lord, that it talks about uh, the fathers not provoking the children. But it uses two words, to nourish, nurture and admonish them. And the words that are used there actually means to train up, to tutor, uh, or tutelage, to, uh, to, to tutor an individual through the process of guiding them. Of course, it does also have the idea and the concept uh, to discipline. But more than that, it actually means to bring them in to an understanding of the knowledge of something by the process of teaching. Uh, making them uh, learn or providing for them to be able to learn. So the grandchildren at this time did not know the works of God. They did not know the miracles of God. So God left those nations that Joshua did not conquer so that he could test this third generation. And it says... <clears throat> To see if they will walk in the ways of the Lord, if they will keep his commandments uh, as their fathers did keep it or not. 
which was true. They either did or they didn't. In Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 5, it says, I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes are not waxen old upon you, and your shoes is not waxen old upon your foot. Now, if if your feet are swollen, you're not going to be able to travel. You're not going to be able to move. There's not going to be any way to transport yourself, especially if you're walking. It's different if you're on a horse or a camel, but if you're walking. So their shoes had to fit right so that their feet would not swell up or blister and then wind up having to uh, wait till they healed before they could travel again. That would have cut the journey and that would have had, had problems with them reaching their destination. In Exodus 12, verse 34, uh, when God brought them up out of the land of Egypt to bring them into the promised land in the 40 years in the wilderness, the people took their dough before it was laven, their knitting trough being bound up in their clothes upon their shoulder, and the children, verse 35, of Israel did according to the word of Moses, and they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver, jewels of gold, and clothing. And it says in Nehemiah, this is rehearsed by Nehemiah to the people that were listening to him when he was teaching them. Thou gavest also thy good spirit to instruct them, and withheld not thy manna from their mouth for forty years, except on the Sabbath, what they were supposed to collect twice as much on the day before, so that they didn't have to collect any on the Sabbath day. And you gave them water for their thirst. Verse 21, yes, forty years you did sustain them in the wilderness. So that they lacked nothing, and their clothes waxed not old, and their feet swelled uh, not up. Now Jesus, when he sent out his disciples, and they came back, he had told them, don't take a purse, don't take this, don't take that. When they came back, he, he told them, did you lack anything? And they said, no, we did not. Then, of course, when they were scattered, he did tell them, uh, take a purse, take a sword, take whatever it is that you needed. Now, Jesus also in his teachings in Matthew, in chapter 6, verse 25, said, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, yet for your body, what you shall put on. These are the three things that were provided for them, what to eat, what to drink, and what to put on. Is not life more than meat and the body more than just clothing? Verse 26, Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? Verse 28, And why take ye thought for clothing? Consider the lilies of the valley. Or of the field, how they grow. <clears throat> they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, 
Shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Verse 31. Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or wherewith shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Here is where the searching comes in. Take no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So they were provided, but notice at the end, Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He added to that. And these things which you need, the things that you want in your life, they'll be added to you. But hunger causes you to search. Search the scriptures. But Jesus said, But in them you're going to find that you think it's eternal life, but they are the ones that reveal and unveil me. You get to know me through the scripture, spending time in the word and the Holy Spirit quickening it, making it alive in us so that it truly is like it says in Hebrews 4.12. It is a sharp sword, more sharper on both sides than any two edged sword. And what does it do? It's capable of separating what's bone and marrow, what's soul. And what's spirit, what's thought, what's intent. That's important for us to understand because many times, even our own motives, we think we know why, why we're doing it, but even our own motives are exposed by the Word of God. The reason for the things that we do or are doing, they're brought to light by the Word of God. So search the Scriptures. But remember, when you do, you're going to see Jesus, and Jesus is the light of the world, and He will light your path, He will light your way, He will truly be a lamp, and He will be a light for you, for every step that you take. In Isaiah 51, verse 6, Lift up your eyes to the heavens and look upon the earth beneath. For the heavens shall vanish away like smoke, and the earth shall wax old like a garment, and they that dwell therein shall die like manner. But salvation shall be forever, and my righteousness shall not be abolished. Even though the heavens at one day may grow old, even the clothes on the Israelites did not grow old for 40 years. Once they entered into the promised land, God had already prepared for them houses to live in that they didn't have to build. He prepared for them the water that they were going to need. They weren't going to have to, like in Egypt, water by foot, having to bring the water up out of the Nile and bring it up to the fields uh, to where it was needed. God was going to cause it to rain. He was going to cause the springs to bubble up. He made provision that the orchards were already planted. The vineyards were already planted. They were going to possess a land that had everything already done for them so that they would not eat, need anything but just tend to what God had provided for them. Being good stewards and managing what God had given them. In Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 7, 
For the Lord thy God has blessed thee in all the works of thine hand. He knoweth thy walking through this great wilderness these forty years. The Lord thy God has been with thee. Thou hast lacked nothing. And truly they didn't. They didn't lack anything. But they did complain. They weren't grateful. They did murmur. They weren't thankful. They did simply accuse God of bringing them out to kill them. Instead of seeing the bigger picture. That he truly was nurturing them. He was training them. He was preparing them for a better way of life. In the book of 1 Peter, in chapter 1, in verse 4, it says, Whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the cosmos through lust. See, promises have been given to us that we can be Partakers of the divine nature so that we can partake of the best that God has for us. And of course, the scripture is going to admonish us to do several other things later. It's going to say in verse 5, and besides this, give all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to your virtue knowledge, and to your knowledge temperance, and to your temperance patience. And to your patience, godliness. And to your godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love or charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they shall make you that you neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things, and that's what Israel did. They lacked the things that God specifically had provided spiritually for them. It says, he is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. In the case of uh, uh, Israel, they were brought up out of the land of Egypt. Wherefore, the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and your election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fail. Notice that the previous list says, if you do those things, you shall never fall. I use the word fail, but it's the word fall. To prevent us from falling in area in any area of our lives, then we must give diligence to what we have been called to and elected to and follow those things that have already been provided to us as promises to help us be partakers of the divine nature of God in our lives as Christians and believers. But until then, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly bless you. Join us on Sunday as we consider where it says in Deuteronomy 8, 5, Thou shalt consider in thine heart that as a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. Keep looking up. Our redemption draweth near. Amen.